The music slaps. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Cruel to Rewind. The, you know, we're not Chicago based anymore. We are in Michigan now for those keeping track. But I think maybe we're the best movie podcast in the Flint metropolitan area. I Definitely. think we can make that claim. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's somebody doing it better near Flint. Uh, I doubt it. The thing to do these days is get the plugs out of the way up top so follow us on all the socials at cruel to rewind uh mainly on instagram that's kind of internet home base yeah for us uh we're on x formerly twitter a smidgen um there is a uh there is a facebook page but it's mostly a digital uh graveyard it is not active so don't go there unless you want to get Facebook is digitally haunted. So uncomfortable. It stinks. I absolutely. It's a wasteland. Really, I just hate it. I don't understand what I'm looking at so when you log in. I deleted my account in 2015. Got back on recently for the podcast, and it's all memes of Joaquin Phoenix Joker. <laughs> With like shitty inspirational sayings superimposed over it. That's what I'm seeing. That's what it's feeding me. Like, don't cry <laughs> because it's over. Laugh because it ended. Something like that. If a person, uh, it's so upsetting. If a person shows you their true colors, believe them because they're gonna get you again when what? you're not looking. Well spoken, sir. Shit like that. With the Joker? Yeah, with the Joker. Why? Because whatever content farm in <clears throat> Indonesia is is churning these out doesn't understand. That there needs to be context. When page. I log into Facebook, when I used to know what your password was, because I don't have a Facebook. I changed it because I... I can't get it anymore and I'm fine with it. But when I log in, it looks like when you go to a recipe and you're you're scrolling down to the recipe and like all these 
things are popping up, like just random oh, ads right. and like video clips and 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 still ads. Like it's just it's it's so much all in your face. Uh, that that's what it feels like to me. There's there's a popular phrase right now in tech and online uh, in shitification, and <laughs> Facebook has been fully in shitified. It's official. <laughs> so anyway, all that is to say. Don't go on there. Don't go looking for us. On we there. hate it. We're not there. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, go get it. I also want to plug X. X. Whenever have you noticed? Whenever you read an article, like yeah. they have to say X, comma, formerly Formally Twitter, Twitter, because you look at it and you're like ten. What? I don't yeah. understand why. Follow us on Roman numeral ten. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't make sense in this sentence. Yeah, it's stupid. It's really dumb. Um, we hate everything. We do hate everything. I also want to plug. I put out. I officially released music for the first time in seven years. Besides weird experiments seven. you can find on SoundCloud, but don't go looking for those. Um, I released a Halloween novelty song. We did as a as a production company, C2R Productions, uh, C2R Enterprises. Uh, it is a cover of the 1959 novelty song by the Diamonds, Batman, Wolfman, Frankenstein, or Dracula. Uh, about a guy whose who's main squeeze, his girl, who he's going steady with, uh, she, she don't get in the mood unless... Uh, she doesn't like to neck anymore. People are screaming. Is that what they say? Is that what it is? Neck? Something like that. Yuck. Old-timey terminology. Yucky. Like so she doesn't get randy unless <laughs> uh, somebody's screaming. So she's an adrenaline junkie or something uh, before they were diagnosed. Don't play this song for your kids. Yeah, yeah. But go check it out. Shout out to Jonah Brooks for playing guitar on it. It's uh, it's on every every platform where you can stream music. Check it out. It is a novelty song. It is meant to be silly and fun. So add it to your Halloween playlist. It's silly and fun, yet it still, as they say, slaps. Yeah. It's a bagger. It's catchy as fuck. Just bagger. <laughs> So what are we doing today, Jeff? What are we doing? We're, we're doing a bit of a grab bag. Uh, we're calling this gory, goopy, gloppy, grand spookum slam, like your favorite combo meal at a certain chain restaurant. Gory, goopy, gloppy. Um, it's a mix of everything. And I like the metaphor that that Queen Bees here came up with. Yes. It's like after, you know, November 1st, you've got a bucket of candy in your living room and kitchen. Every time you walk by it, you're going to grab one of your favorites. That's what you start out with. You could want chocolate. You could want sour. Yum. Gummy. Yummo. Crunchy. You might mm. want a sucker. You might want something fruity. So you pick the things that you like the best first. And there's there's lots of other options. There's There's tons of other different types of candy out there, but... You pick what you want. Out of habit, you pick your favorites. And that's what we do at Halloween. We have our favorite We have our own things. We have a list of ritual viewings, not ritual a ritual viewings. killing. You ever hear of a ritual killing? <laughs> we have a list of I'm gonna be honest, it's heavy on the SNL sketches, because I think for mm, people There's of, a lot of TV in there. For people of a certain age, SNL sketches are an integral part mm -hmm. of Halloween viewing. So to start off, Job? Ew. we want to do, we want to talk about 
the SNL sketch. Uh, it's an episode that Jim Carrey was the host of Jeff's Halloween Emporium. Jim Carrey plays the possessed owner of a Halloween USA type or spirit Halloween type store in the Midwest, I believe Wisconsin. It's a platform for Jim Carrey to go ham, of course, and do what he does and Big time. use voice effects and pretend to be possessed and vomit and all that cool <laughs> stuff. While dressed up as like a store manager. Yes, but also Cecily Strong gets to showcase her Midwestern accent um, that she's so good at and has become synonymous with. Okay, thanks for paying attention, Joff. Come on. I love the Cecily era because I think I'm very fascinated by the Midwest accent and the culture, and I think it's low-hanging fruit. It's fun to make fun of. So when she came on board... I, I think they just used it as an excuse for her to sometimes just go full Midwest. And I, I feel I feel seen. Yeah. When I watch it. <laughs> and you don't have that accent, but you've lived around it for years. So it does feel like home. Um, yes. I lo- yeah. I love it so much because I don't know. You just don't you don't. It's a, a Southern accent. It's a California accent. Like you don't really. Yeah. It doesn't come up as as much back right. when she started. Yeah. Uh, on the show. It was new and fresh, uh, <laughs> to say it like a Midwesterner. Yeah. We make everything fresh. And I mean, she's so, that's so her brand. I don't know if anybody remembers when uh, this woman named Melissa Carone was testifying for the Trump campaign in Michigan and she sounded like a Cecily Strong character <laughs> talking about voting machines. Like, what'd you do? You do something crazy to it? <laughs> and it sounded like, but I thought it was, it was Cecily on the radio. It was a real, it was a real thing NPR. that was happening and not. That's a real human. Three minute sketch. Yeah. It, 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 I feel bad for that woman because she sounds like a Cecily Strong character. But anyway. <laughs> what did you guys do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? Even their, uh, their haircuts, the wigs that they have, the, it's just very Midwest and it's, it's, it's one of the great, I love, it's such a good sketch. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And it's something, I don't know, we put it on pretty early in the season, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's one of the first things we put on when it's start like late September. Yeah. When things are starting to get spooky, but not too spooky. When you start seeing those uh, Spirit of Halloween locations pop up in your neighborhood, like, oh, there's, there it is. They're, mm-hmm. they're getting their shipments in. It's coming. Yep. It's coming. Shipment full of spooks and scares off the back of the truck. Tonight, prepare yourself for a night of spooks and scares. Halloween's coming, the spookiest time of year. Whoa, that! Whoa! <laughs> That's scary. Up next, I just want to talk about the Hannibal Lecter trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's big in this house. When we're deeper into the spooky season, you know, we like to space them out. Yes. Uh, we 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 start with Manhunter, not Red Dragon, because I like the Michael Mann 80s aesthetic. I want to live in it. It's so vaporwave and fun. And the soundtrack is like uh, it's it's totally 80s. I love it. And when Will Graham jumps through the window at <laughs> the end of the movie to uh, intercept Tom Noonan, it's it's super cool. And Dennis Farina's in it. The the Hollywood representative of Chicago, Chicago, 
you introduced me to Manhunter in the whole Hannibal trilogy. Yes. One of the very first scary movies I ever watched, one of the first movies where I was like, oh my God, this is really, really scary and it's kind of disturbing because I didn't watch scary movies was Red Dragon. Yes. Like I felt so badass that I watched Red Dragon more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it like prepped me, but I do enjoy watching Manhunter. I don't know if we've, have we gone back and watched Red Dragon? I don't remember. Once or twice. Okay. It's, it's been very, a while. It, it's directed by Brett Ratner, and I agree with a lot of the takes on the internet that it's it's just a solid workmanlike movie. Again, I don't know what goes into directing a film. It's something I could never do, but it's just it's just a solid, fine movie. I, I'll bet on on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a seventy or a sixty something. Yeah. Like it's just it's solid. It's fine. I think so, but. I like the I like the over the top eighties of Manhunter. Yeah, I like Manhunter a lot. Better. And you get our boy. It's fun. <laughs> as Hannibal Lecter. I can't think of the actor's name. Brian Cox. Brian Cox, because I'm we're rusty at this. But <laughs> sometimes you, I know things. You get Brian Cox as a very subtle Hannibal, mm-hmm. who uh, is not the star of the show yet. Do you know how you caught me, Will? Goodbye, Dr. Lecter. You can leave messages for me at the number on your phone. Do you know how you caught me? The reason you caught me, Will, is if you're just a liar. You want the scent? Smell yourself. It stinks! Hannibal, of course, is the star of the show in the sequel, quote-unquote, sequel, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. I mean, what's to say about that that hasn't been said? It's one of the greatest films ever made. Not just spooky films. Yeah. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yummy. A a new wrinkle to this is the third installment, Hannibal, which not as popular with critics, pales in comparison to Silence of the Lambs and how, how could it not? But we watched this together for the first time, I think, this year. I Definitely. Saw, I saw it in the theater in 2001, and I remember it just being shocking. Like, it's so intense. You got Mason Verger played by Gary Oldman, like a disfigured... They allude to it that he's a child molester, deviant, um, which is not... Not light Friday night viewing per se, but he somehow brings this campy performance to it. Like when he's speaking Italian on the phone. Oh my God. With a southern can't accent. Even. My it's, favorite. It's yeah. Dumb, it's, yeah. You, you put all that aside because it's absolutely ridiculous. Like it, it feels like a joke. It does. Which is why it's campy, but yeah. Um, it's, I couldn't get enough of it. Pronto. Carlo! Mason. Ciao bello, come stai? Such a campy, popcorny, like jump scare take on Hannibal Lecter. Of course, you got Julianne Moore stepping into the Clarice Starling role, and it, it's barely recognizable as the character, but. Um, yeah. I wonder what it would have been like if Jodie Foster was available. I think she was just doing another movie. Mm-hmm. I looked it up because I was like, why wasn't she in this? Yeah. It definitely would have classed up the joint. Yeah. But I don't know. It's kind of, you have a, 
you have Manhunter and you have Silence of the Lambs. They're, they're so great. So it's kind of fun that this third movie is silly, not on purpose. Yes. <laughs> it's It reminds me of Exorcist 3, which we've done for <laughs> Spookum's edition. There are There are portions of it I can legitimately enjoy as fine filmmaking. And there are laugh out loud corny bits. And watching it 22 years later after seeing it in the theater, the brain eating scene with Ray Liotta is just laugh out loud <laughs> funny. It's it it made me chuckle because he's such a dick. Yeah. And then he gets his head, you know, opened up and you- eaten. That smells great. <laughs> yes. Let's try it on these. I would really like some water. <laughs> it is good. Oh, that was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. It just make you want to puke. Do you remember the Scrubs episode where it's one of JD's fantasies and for some reason, his head oh, yeah. is open. Like, I think Turk is like doing surgery on his head or his brain or something. I don't exactly remember what the setup is, but he's like pushing on different parts of the brain. And JD's just like making all these weird sounds, you know, just kind yep. of acting goofy. <laughs> and that's what this scene reminds me of. And it's, it's not, it's supposed to be like scary and gross. His head is exposed, his brain. Hannibal's sautéing the pieces of brain. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not supposed to be that, but it's absolutely hilarious. It is. It It's, um, it looks like a jello mold. I mean, I guess that's what our brains look like, but it's it's not frightening in the least. No, yeah, it's definitely a jello mold, like the, the one they use on the Halloween baking championship show when they're doing the challenge. You'd be like, oh, make a goopy, scary <laughs> brain, and... The, the people who made this movie, they were like, oh, that's what we'll do. Yep. That's great. And I'll bet it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of my favorite traditions. I really do love watching. Now we're going to add the third, the third movie. Yep. Speaking of Hannibal, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you think if Hannibal were a real character, do you think... He would eat you because they reveal in the film in Hannibal that he only ate the rude, uh-huh. the free range rude. He called them. Do you think he would have eaten you? Me? Yeah. Would he eat me? Yeah. Well, I don't think I'm rude, but the the snarky, sarcastic angle. Mm-hmm. If he got to know the real me, mm-hmm. I think he would interpret that as a little bit rude. So I think. I would get eaten. I think it'd at least take a bite out of you. <laughs> I think nibble. I would get eaten. I don't think he'd eat me. I'm going to go on the record and say he wouldn't <laughs> eat me. You can't eat the nicest person in the world. Because I, I will hold the door <laughs> from him when he's like 50 yards away walking and I see him. I'm going to hold that door until he gets there. Yep. Um, I'm going to let him merge in traffic. Um, I'm going to let him order first for out to dinner. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he's going to eat me. You're going to let him merge after like driving on the shoulder and then coming right in front of you. You'll let him come in. I'm going to let him in. If I know it's him, I'm going to let him in. Yeah. Yeah. He would uh, He would definitely pass on you. I can't relate to him intellectually. <laughs> nice. He might get bored talking to me, but I don't think he'd eat me. No. Or give me 
a popper and then tell me to cut my face off like Mason Bridger. He he would pass on by. Yeah, he just he'd walk away. Yeah, I just I I don't <laughs> think I'd get that else. lucky. Queen bees just a bite. <laughs> Prince Jeffrey gets a pass. Send it back to the to the kitchen. <laughs> All right. Just one more thing. Love your suit. Hey man, I'm gonna eat you. So we're a couple of normies. We're a couple of normcore, basic good old fashioned folk. We like <laughs> we like the Fox series New Girl. We watch a lot of it. We don't like it. We, we love it. Love it. And I think it's the single largest source of drops on this program. <laughs> yes, it is. Who wants candy? Did you go trick or treat it? Oh, I was out. <laughs> I had my errand tote, and a couple of neighbors gave me candy. Is that trick or treating? Yes, that's the definition of trick or treating. <laughs> and on every Batman episode we've ever done, you hear. I'm the Batman. <laughs> I love the way New Girl does Halloween. Yeah. And the episode Keaton is a big part of our Halloween ritual watching. Everyone knows how important Batman is to this show. Yeah. We did 89 Bat... We've done a bunch of Batman movies. Bunch of I Batman. forget now how many. We did Batman forever, like the the lukewarm one that nobody really talks about. We did Bat- the 1989 Batman yep. as part of our Halloween, countdown to Halloween. It's, it's mm-hmm. one we, we watch every year. Yep. So when this show that we've already found hilarious brought in keaton and made it a halloween episode brought in keaton as batman it was just like was this made for us specifically that's why I how love, did they do that that's why i love new girl because i that silliness you know when that show was popular we were in our i mean i was in my early 30s it felt like it was aimed directly at me like this is just for you it's silly it's fun you know, Damon Wayans Jr. is going to show up in later seasons. Just we're going to have a ball. OK, I don't get what you're doing. Are you drunk? A little. What's your end game? Here? It's Halloween night. This is the night when anyone can dress up in a costume and be anybody they want. Would you listen to your woman voice for one second? Oh, you think I'm going to talk to him in a woman voice when I'm talking to him? No, I have a character. You're doing a character. Well, I'd love to hear it. I'm the Batman. <laughs> right? What so about the good. movie theater and popcorn? <laughs> Just you're also five four. Also, the the first Halloween episode they ever did mm-hmm. is a great one. Um, Jess, when Jess is working at the haunted house and invites the group to join her, you know Schmidt, Robbie, Cece, they have costume conflicts. Um, it features very creative costumes, and it's the perfect. Vibes to get you in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Johnson is the best at high pitch screaming. I don't know how he does it. With like, I, I think an average to low type of a voice. I, it's a little high, but um, it's great. It's the best. It's good. So Halloween is season two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Halloween season two, Keaton season three. Mm-hmm. They have they have good Thanksgiving episodes. They have good Christmas they episodes, do. but I don't. We don't really rewatch those consistently like we do Halloween and Keaton. And I know a lot of people cringe at that sort of twee brand of humor that you get from Zoe Deschanel, but she's legit funny. Like she's a great comedic actor. I will say, 
the the first season. Yeah. It's there's there's some bits in there where you're it, it's very different. It's one of those shows where I mean, it's it's like a lot of sitcoms where the first season you're figuring things out. You come back in the second season and usually that's the best one. Like yeah. that. I mean, season two of Parks and Rec, yep. season two of The Office, like mm-hmm. that's kind of how these shows move. So if you were able to get past that, we still found ways to like it. We still watched it when it when new episodes came out because i remember i i so remember the advertisements for this show and when jess does the stupid thing with her glasses like just so you're like god this looks horrible i don't remember why we ended up watching it i think it was just we at that time you were still watching stuff new episodes on tv we weren't streaming things quite yet like we were like we I think it was like thir- Tuesdays or Thursdays at 8 p.m. So we put it on and it kept us in. And then when you got to season two, you were just so rewarded with a perfect multi-camera. You were. No, sorry. Single camera sitcom. Yes, truly. If you just watched the pilot. Yeah. You'd think it was being quirky with Zoe Deschanel, the SNL sketch. <laughs> yeah. The, the funniest thing Abby Elliott ever did. Are you terrified yet? Talking about new girl. I'm the best. <laughs> um, up next, this one's very near and dear to my heart. Very on the nose, but the SNL sketch, David Pumpkins, with uh, Tom Hanks as the host. We, it's mandatory viewing as Halloween gets closer. Maybe the the weekend before mm-hmm. I start putting it into the rotation just for fun. Like if we're getting ready to go somewhere, I'll pop it on in the living room. And we'll just have <laughs> ourselves a time. Do you remember how David Pumpkins just absolutely exploded? It was a craze. And I don't think they, they didn't, you don't really predict that stuff. You don't think like, this is going to go viral. Like obviously that's why. That's why it goes viral. You don't expect it. But I think the the fandom and the obsession of, around this was 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 crazy. The following year, they did an animated special. Oh, yeah. Like half an hour of David <laughs> Pumpkins trying to fill out the character. Was it a mistake? Yes. Yeah, it didn't, they didn't need it. But for Mikey Day and Bobby Moynihan, this was <laughs> their single greatest creation yeah. that couldn't... I don't think it could be done today because no. it's too mindless. We're kind of moving past that. This sketch for me represents an end of innocence in a way. <laughs> but Obama was winding down his second yeah. term in office. Uh, Jimmy Fallon's goofy brand of humor still held a lot of cultural value. Sure. We used to love Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, shortly after this sketch aired, Trump would become president. It was leading up to that election. <laughs> so it's just this point in time. I don't know if you'd call it an inflection point per se, but it just represents... I get a little wistful <laughs> when I watch David Pumpkins, which is ridiculous to say out loud. David S. Pumpkins. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But well, I think my um, my favorite part of the sketch is, yes. I think Mikey Day and Bobby Moynihan doing their skeleton like yep. just 
what it was a dance like, it just made no sense what they were doing the costumes were really weird like they were skeletons but then they put on this like troll hair mm-hmm. like i just think it was one of those you like to think it's one of those sketches that came to be at like 3 a.m on thursday or something when they needed to fill time or you hear those stories of someone just yep. kind of going loopy at a certain amount of time at a certain time during the week and you like to think that's kind of what came of this even with the 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 costumes mm-hmm. like he wore a full suit all in pumpkins the skeletons had yeah again the the, the really troll, hair. troll hair like mm-hmm. what it doesn't make it doesn't make none of it made any sense it just it was absolutely a bunch of shit smashed together and it worked i poppy and tom hanks um like his the the thing he did to be David Pumpkins, like the the like it, w- it was really dumb. It's very dumb. How's it hanging? I'm David Pumpkins. Like you can't imagine. Like that's just part of why. Again, one of those those things that just made it perfect because mm-hmm. how stupid it was. He kind of felt like your dad doing like a bit. Yeah. Like it's just kind of dorky. Yep. But it it worked. I don't know. But yeah, so no one much, else could have done it. So much dramatic weight, gravitas behind Tom Hanks that to see him at Goofy just was a recipe for success. And he almost didn't do it. I mean, it's America's dad, right? Yeah. Tom Hanks is America, America's dad. Yeah, yeah. So it just goofy. made sense that he was just being a goofy dad. Inspired by a viral, well, maybe not viral, a video called Little Superstar, which features a small boy dancing to Holiday Rap by MC Miker and DJ. Sven. Wow. With that that sa- that sampled <laughs> like that 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 voice sample. So yeah, it's really fun. And the sketch around it is it was like the, the 74 flights of terror yeah. or whatever. Yes, it, it, it felt fully fleshed out. And you kinda wanna spend time in that world and rediscover David Pumpkins along with uh, the actors. Ooh, scary. <laughs> you drank someone's blood? Are you crazy? Um, My God. Finally, a show that everyone loves. We can't get through the Halloween season without watching the epidemiology episode of Community. The incubation only takes minutes. First, you get a stomach ache, then your skin turns red, followed by cold sweats. Muscle spasms, high fever, and the uncontrollable urge to bite on infected flesh. Oh, jeez. I forgot one symptom. Slurred speed. Oh, I got bit! I felt like maybe I was special. Special? You're not special. I'm special. I was bit 10 minutes ago, and I'm... Great! special! I'm just, I'm in awe of that episode the more I watch it. When they are hiding in the library and the zombies break through the window and grab Annie and drag her away, that looks like something out of Day of the Dead or Dawn of the <laughs> Dead. It looks so good. It's truly remarkable. The Halloween episodes are super fun because if you you're paying attention to the characters, but if you like look in the background, everyone's just in these amazing Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like like that with any episode where people are at a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. So it's automatically super fun. 
just the intellectual firepower that Dan Harmon brings to joke writing. It just, it's so crisp and sharp and multi-layered and I just love it. And the Han Solo Leia moment between Abed and Troy gets me every time. Yeah. It's more poignant than Star Wars. Abed! I love you. I know. There are so many references between Abed and Troy that I got much later. Um, yeah. Alien, both mm-hmm. of their costumes. I just kind of appreciate it more every time I yep. rewatch it because I know what they're pulling from. Troy in the loader <laughs> yeah. exoskeleton. Yeah. Stay away from those hotties. Get away from those hotties. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where Britta, it's revealed that she was bitten by a zombie. And she goes, I was bitten an hour ago and I'm fine. <laughs> I wonder if that's loosely based on the demon possessed trout YouTube video, which is one of my favorite I things. think you're right. There's no way. Like, it's so spot on. It's so exact. You could line it up. Maybe I'll try to line it up now. I was bit 10 minutes ago and I'm Not even close. I don't really get into zombies. Right. So I think the the Halloween stuff I prefer is more witchy and psychological. Mm. The zombies I've never really cared about, but I can get down with some community zombies. It's it's really the only zombie thing I think I like. So when the plot device that leads to zombies is tainted taco meat, <laughs> we can all get behind. Yeah. And enjoy and have a spooky time. I'm coming apart. Oh, mother of God, I'm coming apart. <laughs> um, so, you know, we just wanted to get back in your ears, uh, in your earbuds Whoa. on the podcast and just talk about some of our favorite little treats for the spooky season. I bet. I mean, we did. We did talk about some movies. We, we did. We didn't go completely. We technically talked about three movies in one yeah. on the zone. Yeah, three movies in one. So there. And I forgot the name of Brian Cox on the air, and I'm ashamed of that. And I think I have early onset dementia. But um, nonetheless, I had a great time talking about this stuff. Yeah. I love Halloween. Me too. It's Kill such a spooky. fun time. We we start Halloween stuff like mm, after Labor Day. Yeah. We kind of... Because I mean, there are there are a lot of things we have to fit in a lot of movie. Like we still have, um, we're working our way through our list, but we still have Monster House, yep. Halloween. Mm. We haven't watched Manhunter yet. We've watched the others. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to watch. I started Casper. I haven't finished it yet. Um, I got through Hocus Pocus one and two. Yes, but you did. there's just a lot that we still have to get through, and we're at uh, the 21st. We've got 10 days. We've got 10 days. Oh God, I'd like to revisit. Exorcist 3 and The Thing. Yes. One of my, oh my favorite gosh, episodes we've done, The yes. Thing. Oh, got that. Yeah, we're just like keep adding new movies our every most, year. Our most well-researched <laughs> episode ever probably because we read, I read a blog earlier in the day. <laughs> so I was prepared. Not like today. Yeah, I researched uh, like special effects. As a fox. 
<laughs> oh, oh my, no. Mm -mm. Hey, you know how they did that? You know what that is? <sighs> what? Melted plastic and microwave bubblegum. No way. Really? Really. Gross. Is there any other Halloween things that we do? I'll just say this. We finally saw Hereditary. Ah. And everything else ah. pales. <laughs> everything else. I'm coming apart. I felt like I was coming apart watching that. Everything else pales in comparison to Hereditary. Oh, wild. In terms of the wild. grief porn of that movie. Is it horror or is it grief porn? I don't know. But it's like, it was like seeing Exorcist in the 70s. Like, it's this traumatizing movie about a family. But it's ramped up for today, boy. Let me tell you what. Jesus Christ. You got people sawing their heads off. You got demons. The first half of that movie really is what you said, the, the grief porn. And then the second half. Because I remember we paused it. We're like, how much more is this? And I, I thought we were going to turn it off. But the second half is like spooky as fuck. So, yeah, I think. I don't know. Horrifying. I, I don't horrifying. think I'd ever, I don't think I'd watch it again though. Not sober. <laughs> um, and it, I mean, it makes Midsummer, Midsummer look like Mr. Boogity comes to town. <laughs> yeah. Boogity! 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 Boo! So, yeah. from the bottom of our hearts, we wish you the spookiest season you can have. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Listen to our cover of Batman, Wolfman, Frankenstein, and Dracula. I think it'll put you in the spooky mood if you're not already. Add it to your Halloween playlist and thank me later. <laughs> I get 0. .0001 cents from every stream. Thank you, Spotify. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode when we feel like it. <laughs> Listen to the single. Um... How do yeah. we end the show? I can't remember. Um, it's a cruel world out there. It's a cruel, stay cruel. Stay, stay spooky out there. Be cruel to each other. Stay spooky. Click around and try your best. Don't be rude so Hannibal doesn't eat you. Yes. Bye. Copa Glappy.